against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live, where your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, code breaking news, culture, matic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Interesting. Uh, Elon Musk, a very interesting character because it, it kind of reminds me of the gold bugs. Correctly identifies a lot of the issues. Uh, last, you know, one of the things that we're going to cover today, just someone asked uh, basically like, what is a scam that, uh, you know, is, is so well propagated that people are just considering it a matter of fact? And Elon Musk just answered fiat money, fiat currency, right? But this reminds me of something that Beautyon always says. If you don't, if you identify the problem, but you don't present a solution, it's like you're kind of running in the same place, right? And, and, and this, this also applies to politics as well, right? So because politics don't like, you know, you can vote for the, you know, the liberal or the conservative or the independent or the libertarian or whatever. But if you don't fix the root problem, which is uh, bureaucratic elite have the ability to create money for free that everyone else has to work for. Uh, the whole system is rotten. If you don't fix that, it doesn't matter who you vote for because the incentive structure is just not aligned. Right. So. And Elon also talked about freedom of speech as well. And, uh, you know, he's he, he's seeing the writing on the wall, right? The, you know, there's some comments made by President Biden basically saying that, you know, he's kind of bummed out that the U.S. government can no longer ask Twitter to, uh, you know, de-platform or censor certain things, even though that is explicitly <laughs> against the First Amendment. Um, but that goes hand in hand, right? That goes hand in hand with, what I believe we're living through um, as a human species, we're, we're living through the disintermediation of, of information and the disintermediation of money and all these old models, whether it's, you know, governments, uh, you know, uh, and their ability to control the narratives using media sources. Um, you know, the internet has greatly diminished their ability to control the narrative, their ability to control speech, their ability to control money. Um, and that in turn empowers individuals. And I think slowly but surely with tweets from Elon, uh, we're also going to cover a video from Eric Weinstein uh, talking about, you know, how Bitcoiners are just saying Bitcoin fixes this. And he's like, that's not true. What you're seeing is the slow shift of the Overton window. The slow shift of the Overton window, slowly Bitcoin, the idea of Bitcoin is sleep is seeping into the mainstream. And I think that's why you have the hostility from governments, from the IMF, from the World Economic Forum, um, all these very powerful institutions uh, that are just not fans of Bitcoin, uh, precisely because, uh, um, you know, it, it, it takes away their monopoly, their monopoly on information, their monopoly on money. So, yeah, we're going to cover that on, on today's episode. I think all roads lead to Bitcoin. We've made episodes on this before uh, with Elon, you know, talking about potentially in, in, including a playman platform into X.com, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, he's going to quickly find out that, like, unless he uses Bitcoin as the base layer, as the back end of that, 
uh, governments are just going to censor it. They're going to destroy it. They did the same thing to PayPal. They did the same thing to Facebook when Facebook wanted to launch their own you know, uh, a cryptocurrency, the Libra, the government shut that down real quick, right? So th that's why it's Bitcoin because they don't have the ability to shut it down. And because they don't have the ability to shut it down, they're forced to compete with it. And if they're forced to compete with it, then it's not just like, okay, uh, you have to use our money because it's more so we have to incentivize people to use our money. The problem is that when people have a choice between using a money that is deflationary, using a money that is censorship resistant versus using a money that is inflationary and censored, over time, that door only goes one way, right? So yeah, um, excited about today's episode. Lots of, lots of things to talk about. But before we start the show, I want to bring up my legendary co-host. He's always optimistic. Are you optimistic this week, Opti? <laughs> Dude, being optimistic is a state of mind, Nico. You got to always stay optimistic or else uh, you'd end up crying in a fetal position in this fetal world. <laughs> so we stay optimistic out there. But yeah, man, crazy. I think uh, today's topic kind of goes into a theme we talk about here on the show constantly that I think most people know what the problem is. Well, at least most people that know or are in tune with what is going on in the world. We know what the problem is. Obviously, it is fiat monies and the money printer. But few people know what the what the solution is to that. And we even posted on our on our Twitter this morning. It's like, does Elon like how long will it take for Elon to understand Bitcoin? And I'm kind of going back and forth. Like I, I think he does understand Bitcoin, but he just likes to troll. Or on the other hand, you know, he is a billionaire. He's got a lot of fiat monies. So he probably doesn't have to understand how money works because he just gets so much of it. So until he starts feeling the pain, maybe, I don't know, maybe he does understand I mean, it. Tesla does have owned a lot of, of Bitcoin, right? So, so maybe he's playing dumb. Anyways, I want to bring up our guest, Zia, uh, legendary Bitcoiner. How you doing, bro? Hey there, guys. Happy, happy to... Thank you for joining us, man. Zia is an absolute legend, a uh, true Bitcoiner. And I think, you know, I, I love having I love having Zia on the show because this Bitcoin isn't just a phenomenon that is happening in one location or in, in spe it's one specific location. Um, it, this is a worldwide phenomenon, right? This is a worldwide phenomenon of individuals uh, choosing to use Bitcoin as money. Um, so uh, we're really, really happy to have him on the show today and uh, to, to get into a uh, conversation. So Zia, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank for, thanks for the invite, actually. So I, I'm very happy to be here. I love your project and your podcast and the, the, the media that you're uh, actually trying to like, focus only on Bitcoin. And I get, I think that the positive po positivity that comes in the simpler bitcoin maybe comes from <laughs> optimist here so I i've seen this and it's it's a bit difficult it's a bit different than uh, some other uh, actually medias here and in, in, in this space in the bitcoin space i love it and i, I don't know if your audience knows me or, or what I, I i'm a youtuber podcaster bitcoin educator and bitcoin enthusiast from iran I've been doing this since, I don't know, 2016-17 for now. And I've built communities here in Iran. I've uh, contributed a lot to the space. 
try to educate people. I, I like I would like to consider myself as uh, like I've done some very influential things with regard to growing the Bitcoin space here. Like our community rocks actually, so it's it has done many things. They've built a complete like I don't know what do, what do you call it something an index of resources all translated to Farsi, uh, which is the language that people in Iran talk. Uh, they, they've done a lot of things. They've done projects that help spread Bitcoin awareness. They've actually contributed to Bitcoin projects. All of, we even had people from our community who contributed very, very small things in Bitcoin Core. So it's like it's it's a very good community. It's uh, it may have sometimes. Zia, uh, people are saying in the chat that your your gain is a little bit low. Could you yeah, could you yeah, raise I'm it? Raise it. Yeah. How about now? Much better. Yeah. Make it a bit closer. Come so, what what were you saying? Sorry. Yeah. No. No. It's coming in great now. Yeah. Great. So yeah, we've uh, we've done a lot of things here. So we've uh, we've tried our best, but we could do more, even more here. And uh, there is a big crowd in Iran actually uh, interested in let's not say Bitcoin right now. Interested? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this later on when we're gonna talk about like the situation in Iran about inflation and all of those stuff that happens in Iran. So let's say that. We've got a lot of people who are interested in uh, anything that they could put their hands on that could help them deal with the inflation here in Iran. So let's not say only Bitcoin, but it is actually one of the best tools out there that may be actually a bit clouded but by, by the all of these like crazy stuff happening in the I don't know what do you call it, the crypto space and the altcoin and shitcoin space. The, it may be clouded by all of this stuff, but eventually all of them know that it is that Bitcoin that attracts them, but they may not know it right now. So yeah, so this is this is this, I'm living in in such a space, and this is very different from what Opti was saying about Elon that. Okay, that guy has a lot of money and he lives in a Western country that has some, like, what do you call it? Like, we could, we could agree that they it def definitely have the basic uh, level of, uh, I don't know, living conditions that people would, uh, would, would be happy to have in, the, in their society. But it, it's how... What do you call it? How do we call it? Uh, Alex Glastein says that they are privileged. They have like uh, a financial advantage and they don't know about it. So we know about the disadvantage. We know and uh, like people from uh, like Bitcoiners from uh, other places in the world, uh, they, they may not know about this. So I'm very happy to talk about this here and let's chat about it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, man. Well, welcome to the show. Guys, it's going to be a good one. Let's jump straight into the numbers. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase 
really secure. Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamp seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to hodl your bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul stamp your seed on stamp seed all right guys i made it super easy for you guys you can scan the qr code on your screen and it will take you directly to the stamp seed website where you can get your you can store your generational wealth on titanium you can use promo code simply to get 15 percent off anything on the stamp seed website at the time of recording the Bitcoin price is 28,080 sats per dollar, 3,561. Block height, 810,326. 810, Blocks to having, 29,674. Having estimate, April 21st, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 4,442 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 124 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation, 1.75%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin, $547 billion with the B. Bitcoin versus gold market cap, 4.37%. Anyways, guys, so we talk a lot about uh, this concept of the Overton window. But before we get to that, I actually want to show you uh, this video. And apparently, uh, 60 Minutes did a piece on the FTX collapse. Um, and uh, this person uh, had some thoughts on uh, <laughs> had some thoughts on SBF and he said some really interesting things. Uh, I, I just like at, at this point, like anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll play you guys the video. You guys you guys uh, can come to your own conclusions. One of the most shocking passages in this book, I thought, came with this revelation that Sam had looked into paying Donald Trump not to run. That only shocks you if you don't know Sam. <laughs> Sam's thinking we could pay Donald Trump not to run for president. Like how much would it take? Did he get an answer? So he did get an answer. He was floated. There was a number that was kicking around and the number was kicking around when I was talking to Sam about this was $5 billion. Sam was not sure that number came directly from Trump. Wait, wait, so, so Sam's looking into paying Trump not to run and he actually get, didn't might not have come from Trump himself, but he actually got a price? He got one answer, yes. The question Sam had was not just is $5 billion enough to pay Trump not to run, but was it legal? Well, why didn't this happen? Why didn't you follow through? Well, they were still having these conversations when FTX blew up. So why it didn't happen? He didn't have $5 billion anymore. Approached for comment by 60 Minutes, neither former President Trump nor Senator McConnell responded. Last November, in a matter of days, mega-billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried lost virtually everything and he soon faced an onslaught of federal fraud charges. Dude, I mean, and again, like, where is he paying him that money from? He's paying the money from other people's money because that wasn't his money in the first place. Um, holy, holy cow. And this is just this having 
And I, I can't even imagine what the next one holds. Anyways, so moving it back to the concept of the Over, Overton window, this is uh, Eric Weinstein. He's an extremely popular podcast. Uh, this is, of course, the legendary one and only American Hoddle. Uh, he says, narrator, it was, in fa- it was in fact the answer. Here's what Eric Weinstein had to say. Some of you have an idea that you've got one lens, which is fix the money, fix the world. Bitcoin, that's the answer. Yeah, Bitcoin, rock on. But no, that's not the answer. Some of you. <laughs> an American holds comment, narrator, uh, uh, <laughs> it was in fact the answer. Um, okay, so moving back to the concept of the Overton window, right? Um, so what is the Overton window? The Overton window is the range of policies politically acceptable to the mainstream population at any given time. Uh, it is also known as the window of disclosure. So, you know, here it is. So on the very top, it's unthinkable, then radical, then acceptable, then sensible, then popular, then policy, right? Um, and of course, this varies dramatically uh, depending on where you are in the world, um, in Argentina, for example, um, you know, the whole concept of ending the central bank, uh, you know, getting, uh, you know, Bitcoin is cool or for example, El Salvador, right. You know, Bitcoin's legal tender, it's already policy there. Right. And it's interesting because in those countries, they got so effed by the current system that it's pushed them from thinking that the current system is popular to the current system is unthinkable. The current system is crazy. It's radical, right? So what what does this have to do with this clip that I just played you? Well, Eric Weinstein, like Joe Rogan, like uh, Lex Friedman, like, uh, you know, Tim Pool, or is why we get so excited every time Tim Pool is like saying, look, everything's burning down. I'm just going to buy Bitcoin. And of course, the reason Tim Pool's saying that is because Max Kaiser offered Tim Pool thousands of Bitcoin when it was like pennies on the dollar, when it was like a dollar a coin, right? So um, the Overton window is shifting. And when someone takes a stance like this against Bitcoin, it reminds me of those tweets, those very famous tweets of those Bitcoiners basically saying uh, like, oh, I'm not going to buy Bitcoin because it's already at a dollar. It's too expensive. Like that video is going to age just like that. Right. You're going to look at that like 10 years from now and be like, wait, whoa, it really was the money all along. And if you think about it, like like if you think about why Bitcoiners say that, like fix the money, fix the world, like it's a very simple concept, like half of every transaction. There's money involved, the base layer of society, there's money involved. And if that base layer is corrupted, that base layer is broken. Society is broken right? There's a tremendous amount of people that, sorry, there's a, there's a, a, there's, there's this elite group of people that have this ungodly power of being able to control money, the issuance of money, the who is entitled to use money, who's not entitled to use money, the weaponization of, of, of that power, right? And, and that really misaligns incentives completely. It like Frankenstein's the whole system, and I think what we're living through right now, like a lot of people will say, I've heard this a thousand times, like this is late stage uh, capitalism. No, ladies and gentlemen, what you're living through is late stage fiat. That's what we're living through right now. Late stage fiat. So I think Eric Weinstein is wrong. I do believe fix the money, fix the world. 
Um, but uh, that 60 Minutes piece, <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious, man. This guy was bribing a potentially a presidential candidate with $5 billion of other people's money. Like, holy cow, dude. And this was this cycle. I can't even imagine what the next cycle is going to be like. The, you know, the craziness and the intensity and all the madness. Anyways, Opti, what's your take on all this, bro? This is uh, like if you would have told me, I know I heard the stories about the crazy stuff in the penthouse. Like I, I heard those stories and I was already <laughs> like, OK, that's pretty that's pretty nuts. But like bribing the leading presidential candidate on the opposing party five billion dollars not to run for office and then him asking like is this legal like dude that's so crazy to me it's so crazy and again the entire time it was not his money which is like the cherry on top in my opinion yeah well personally i'm not really surprised considering all kinds of the crazy news we saw come out of the sbs stuff I, i'm really more surprised about how 60 minutes has covered all this stuff and obviously here at simply bitcoin you know what we say all the time the corporate press is not to be trusted we know who their masters are but you know sidestepping that it, obviously it's a big number and of course as someone that is anti shitcoin it's like wow you know it, it must be very easy to use other people's stuff to or other people's money to fund things that you like. Uh, hint on the Cantillon effect, hint on why we are in the place that we are right now. And on the Weinstein clip, it just really makes me think of the classic meme of intellectual yet idiot. And I'm not saying Weinstein's an idiot. He's way smarter than I am, obviously. Like, I don't know. He's he's damn near like a rocket scientist or whatever. He's, you know, way more accomplished in the academic field than I am. But it's funny that he can't see the nuance in that statement of like, obviously, when Bitcoiners say fix the money, fix the world, there is some nuance in what we're saying. But it goes back to the basic premise that we talk about here on the show all the time. The more money you print, the poorer everyone gets. And the more money they can print to fund things that we don't agree with, the more problems we see in the world. And we're constantly seeing this play out in real time. And so, yes, you know, narrator <laughs> confirmed it was the money all along. It's always been the money. It has always been the money. It's been the money since the Roman Empire. Uh, you know, cliche men talking about the Roman Empire every single day. It's always about debasing the currency, guys. This is why we constantly tell you guys to protect yourself, to save in Bitcoin. Because, look, whether they're right or we're right, only time will tell. And obviously, we believe we're right. And so we put our money with our, where our mouth is. And we have taken as much money out of the fiat system as possible. And we're holding a currency or a money that cannot be debased because we do not agree with this stuff. Like, we have come to a point where, what's the saying, you know, I think it's Ben Franklin where he says, like, there comes a point where people realize that they can vote themselves money or vote uh vote for things and and acquire basically capital and property and like this is where we are and this is why we don't like this is because i don't know about you but even that sbf example is just showing that if you have enough money you can try to pay people off and i'm sure buying off bankers and politicians are just as cheap guys i, I think we had the example last year that like buying off a politician is like ten thousand dollars and if his name's not trump because he's a billionaire himself and so buying off people is just is just a common occurrence and and that's why i'm not really surprised we know that this happens i think it's just kind of a 
shocking because it was $5 billion. And if that's true, then it's like, damn, man, you know, I need to get in a different racket, Nico. (laughs) But I mean, look, this is where this is where we are in the world. And this is why we do what we do on the show is we constantly show the hypocrisy of the fiat system. But furthermore, we know what the problem is and we have a solution. It is taking Bitcoin into self-custody. It is putting some sizable chunk of your savings into Bitcoin if you do not agree with this stuff. If this stuff is shocking to you, then you need to hold some Bitcoin because it is catching on in real time. Oh, man. Amen to that. Zia, what, what's your take on all this, bro? I think you're muted. I think you're muted. <clears throat> That's a bit far from our situation here. <laughs> so it's it's... Well, uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, about like what happens mostly in like the like just see how this caption here is just call just call him a lobbyist. All lobbyists are the business of all are the business of bribes. So we don't have this thing here. So it it works different here. It's like the money. I mean, builds I, 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 would, I would say like, yeah, so it, it, yeah. it builds corruption into uh, some kind of a, like a pyramid of power thing. So it's, it's, it's a, it's something different. It's, it's not like you need to bribe people. It's there's you, Opti just a uh, reference to the Cantillon effect. So this, this, this works from it's uh, directly works from the money printer people here so and the money printer people are the government and uh and it's it's uh it's it 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 makes them uh have much more money to just play with and uh just not to not care about people so uh, i i know that uh, i know that it may have a lot of details uh, and uh, it may have a lot of details like with regard to like lobbying and with regard to how the american politics works but it's much simpler here so you've got money you've got power so but that that's the basic so it's in power corrupts here so this is this is very uh so it, it doesn't need to be told to people here so People just walk around in the street and uh, just see the news and everything. And anyone, it's just ask anyone, and they would tell you about the level of corruption that ha- that that is that that's been happening here. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's not that difficult for people to see the the effect and the um, the what do, what do you call it? And the advantage of something like a very good and sound money which cannot be controlled by the government or cannot be printed or uh, cannot be held in in their domain actually it, it's the issuance would not be in their domain so yeah it's 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 a bit different here and it's much more simpler i guess yeah 100% 100% 100% all right everybody let's get to the news we got a lot to talk about let's check it out here we go the daily news i want to give a shout out to our sponsor foundation devices it's self-custody done right they built a premium grade hardware wallet called passport right here in the us it's fully open source and verifiable it's the most intuitive bitcoin wallet designed with a ux reminiscent of a simple feature phone 
so you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your, into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the Passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, I made it super easy for you guys. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now, and it will take you directly to the Foundation Devices website where you can get yourself a passport hardware wallet. All right, guys, so this is this is what I want to talk about today because this is kind of, it's like, they're, he's he's right on the door. He's he, he's 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 right on the door. He's knocking on the door, but he hasn't opened the door yet. Um, and I just I don't know. Anyways, so it says, "What's a scam that's so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam anymore?" And then Elon Musk says, "Fiat currency." Here's Relai. Uh, <laughs> says, "Ooh, I stepped in shit." And there's a 10 euro bill underneath. Um, why do you sell Tesla's Bitcoin? So look, everyone, you know, a lot of Bitcoiners are going in ham. This is why Twitter is so important, right? Because, you know, it allows you to, uh, to make your voices heard, right? And everyone is just pointing out, you know, the scam that is that fiat money. But most importantly, it's Elon Musk. Elon Musk has a, a massive following, 158 million people uh, follow him. Uh, this tweet got a tremendous amount of engagement. So going back to the concept of the Overton window, this is how it shifts. This is how using Bitcoin and non-government issued money goes from unthinkable to radical to acceptable to sensible. This is how the idea of fiat money goes from unthinkable or sorry, policy, popular, sensible, acceptable radical right it, 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 this is how it happens slowly but surely right because this meme is, is it's like it's a very straight up question what's a scam that's so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam anymore and why is it a scam because the government could just print more of it it's a hidden tax that affects the lower and middle classes the most because they don't have the means to save in assets it makes life unaffordable now what's really interesting about this is that according to Bitcoin treasuries, um, Tesla holds 9,720 Bitcoin, followed by Marathon that's holding 11,000 Bitcoin, followed by MicroStrategy that holds 158,000 Bitcoin. So Elon's, uh, you know, Elon's company, I know he sold some for sure, but they're still holding a, a nice chunk of... Uh, Nice chunk of, of, of Bitcoin. Now, moving on to the other topic that I want to talk about. Um, and this is, I, I just want to talk about, you know, to be specific, I want to talk about uh, freedom of speech in, in the U.S. Um, for the sake of this episode. Um, so Elon Musk says, if we lose freedom of speech, it's never coming back. Um, now, why is he talking about this? Well, there's some some kind of like scary things that we saw over the weekend. This is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He's a, I know he's a, he's a fan of Bitcoin. Uh, but he posted this clip of President Biden being interviewed, um, and it just kind of blows my mind. Uh, let's see. Let's hear what the what clip has to say. What about what Elon Musk has done to Twitter? 
lowering guardrails against misinformation. Does that contribute to it? Yeah, it does. Look, one of the things, as I said to you, when I thought I wasn't going to run, I was going to write a book about the changes taking place. And most of it's directed over the years with these fundamental changes in society by changing technology. Mm -hmm. Gutenberg printing in the printing press changed the way Europeans could talk to one another all the way to today. Where, where do people get their news? They, 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 you know, they go on the internet, they, 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 they go online, they go, and you have no notion whether it's true or not. What about what Elon Musk has done? So, and then let's move on to, right, so it's crazy, you know, even the U.S. with First Amendment protection, right, the U.S., the president is basically saying, like, this is absolutely nuts that, you know, Elon Musk is taking over Twitter and he's allowing speech, you know, that we don't agree with the government. Uh, but this isn't only just happening in, uh, you know, in the U.S., it's also happened in Canada recently. Canadian government, armed with one of the world's most repressive online censorship scheme, announces that all online streaming services that offer podcasts must formally register with the government to permit regulatory controls, right? So they're censoring podcasts. Now, why is all this happening, right? Put all the politics aside and, you know, because I, I don't think any of that is important. What I, what I, what I do believe is that uh, we have to identify what the root cause is. And here's this very good tweet from Jeff Booth. And it's a response to a tweet from Elon Musk that said, how did most of the legacy media go from superheroes of freedom of free speech to supervillains of speech suppression? And I think this only not only applies to legacy media, I think it just applies to everything. And then Jeff Booth says, because broken money ensures that the centralization of power by stealing the productivity through inflation that should flow to society in the form of lower prices, then those enriched by that theft and subsequent power must control the messaging to keep it. It's a very, very, very powerful statement. So, uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Um, am I seeing things that are not there? I, I think the Overton window is slowly starting to shift in terms of the public's perception of fiat money. Um, I think that's becoming apparent. Um, you know, we've been covering this for quite a while. You have more and more mainstream podcasters and producers talking about the scam of fiat money, talking about Bitcoin. I think it's just a matter of time before the dam breaks. Um, maybe I'm seeing something that's not there. Opti, what's your take? Yeah, well, I'd agree with you. I've been saying for a while that I think the Overton window is shifting. And I think Bitcoin has crossed, as I've been calling it, the Rubicon into mainstream consciousness. And and we've been constantly showing that a lot of Bitcoin talking points have been coming up in normie podcasts, whether it's like Elon Musk or Joe Rogan and stuff. And it kind of goes back to what we always say. Like, I think a lot of people that are awake and are noticing what's going on in the world, they know what the problem is, but uh, they usually have like a political solution or, you know, political solution. And so it doesn't really actually fix the problem. They're like, oh, we just need to vote someone in correctly and they'll fix this. Or like, even we saw RFK come out over the weekend about like, uh, I don't know, something about mortgage rates and how like printing more money is going to fix it or something. So it's like, they always double down on the same idea. It's like, hey, if we print this money, we will allocate it better. And the fundamental problem that we always say is the printing of money is why we are poor. This is why we are seeing all this crazy stuff happen. And then on the Elon, Elon point, you know, say what you want about Elon Musk and everyone always trolls me. Like, why is Opti always say, say what you want is because uh, it's like, you can ask yourself the question, is Musk playing 4D chess? Is he just trolling? Do we have to trust Elon? Like, should we even care? 
Um, and I think all these questions are besides the point. Personally, he's talking about Bitcoin talking points like fiat is a scam. And how many followers does he have? Like millions of followers on Twitter. He literally owns Twitter. He at least publicly is advocating for freedom of speech. Yes, maybe he is controlled opposition, but he's still incepting the ideas that inflation is theft, that fiat is trash. Uh, whether people know this or not, I think it's one of those things of just like slowly but surely like, uh, you know, step-by-step step moving the Overton window. It's like back to the uh, frogs and boiling water meme. And so, I don't know, like, being a little bit of generous, and I know, like, Elaine's going to troll me in the chat. It's like, oh, he's controlled opposition. I know, I know, I know. I, I, I understand this. But I also kind of think, like, if you understand how power works, and yeah, Elon Musk on paper is the richest man in the world, and he's probably looking out at the landscape, and he's like, I have just as much influence as anyone on the planet right now. And if you slowly but surely move the Overton window and you get people on your side, then like, what's he have to lose? He can literally topple whoever his enemies are. And so this is how you move the Overton window is like, I've been having these conversations with my buddy Joe Rogers all the time. He's over at the print Bitcoin magazine. He's I think he's editor or I don't know. He basically puts the magazine together and we constantly have this conversation where on the one hand, we want to beat people over the head with the truth and be like, this is what's going on. Metaphorically. Well, yeah, of course, metaphorically. Yeah, of course. It's like it's like being brash and and basically like forcing people to see the truth and like, you know, the Happy Gilmore or is it Happy Billy Madison, like stay in school. You know, we all want to do that, like shake people up. And I keep telling him that like, yeah, there's a time and a place for that type of conversation, but also a lot of the times you got to literally hold people's hands and you got to like very slowly move them over towards the way that you, you see the world. And I, I kind of being generous again, being generous, see that must might be doing this. I, I really do believe that at least in some sense, he believes what he's saying, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, I think is besides the point because he's talking about what we've been talking about. And I've been seeing it everywhere. Everyone is talking about inflation. Everyone is talking about fiat being a scam. And slowly but surely, we're going to get to a point where everyone starts to talk about Bitcoin being that solution. And once we get to that point, like it's really going to be a gradually then suddenly moment. And again, guys, like I know we say it all the time that just talking about it isn't enough, but I don't think it's necessarily, you know, Elon's job to just go out and be like Bitcoin only and be like, you know, download Bitcoin wallets and take your Bitcoin off in exchange. Like, that's why we're here. This is why you guys are out there doing your job. It's kind of about incepting these ideas, getting more people to ask the fundamental question of what is money? What is this money I'm using? Is what 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 even is fiat? Is, why, why is he talking about an Italian car? Like, what is going on here? And, and incepting these ideas and talking about this stuff, whether it is on mainstream or on Twitter or in these conversations, I think this is how we slowly but surely start to get people on our side. And again, I, I keep getting reminded of Bukele's article, Don't Drink the Elite's Kool-Aid. And the fight we're seeing is a battle of free speech. This is this is what all of the contention is going on. You know, we're seeing the Biden administration or rather most actually, as we've been showing on this on this show, uh, all first world governments fighting speech like it's literally Orwellian and they are losing the control of truth. They are losing the narratives. And so they are doubling down and scrambling to control that truth because if they can control what people believe, then they can control reality. And if they can control quote unquote reality, then they can control people's behaviors. And we know what Klaus Schwab's been talking about. We know who his puppets are. We know what they want to do. They want to control the narrative around 
the the normie mind so that they're completely caught up in the bread and circuses. And we're seeing people calling their bluff, whether it's a troll, you know, like whether Elon just having fun trolling right now, I think it's kind of besides the point. He's talking about the stuff that we're talking about. And the fact that more people are asking a very simple question, like what is inflation? What is money? Why am I getting poorer? Like what is fiat? I think it just goes to show that we are winning and the Bitcoin narrative is is just slowly but surely getting into the mainstream consciousness. And obviously, I would love to see it go faster. But I also understand how humans work and and they're very thick, thick scold and, and they don't like to learn new things. And so slowly but surely, you just got to hold their hand and push them towards the, the general direction and call their bluff. And on that note, this is why we say all the time, it's not enough to just talk about the problems. It's about getting the solutions in people's hands. And that means downloading Bitcoin wallets that is using Noster, freedom of speech platforms, you know, encrypted messaging, whatever you think is the best way to fight this stuff is how we win is by getting more people to do what we think is the best practices, taking Bitcoin into self-custody, running nodes, using Noster, using encrypted messaging. Like having these conversations in real time so people aren't afraid of having the conversation because like this is where we are. People are afraid of talking about the truth because they know that the truth is dangerous to the establishment. And here we are. We know what is going on. I'm very convinced that Bitcoiners have the answers. And as we've seen over the weekend, you know, the price of Bitcoin starting to pump. So, hey, as the price goes up and Bitcoiners are right, then we have more resources to do what we want to do and spread the truth and build the things that will literally save humanity from ending up in a digital dystopian Orwellian future. And this is what I'm here for. We're winning. This is all I can keep saying. We're winning. Our narrative is constantly going up because we have the truth and more people are waking up to the scam that is the modern world. Anyways, I I think I've ranted enough. Zaya, Zia, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I see. Uh, So there's this thing about freedom of speech. It works in a way that uh, like uh, freedom of speech is one of those components that is very important for like liberty for 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 freedom so it's it's literally in the in the title and uh in the dichotomy the dilemma between like freedom and security we we you've got something if you give it up if you give up something or even if you see some what do you call them like special circumstances they call it actually it's 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 very common here in iran that they call it there's a special circumstances like this. This is similar to what we've had like uh, in the next, uh, like in the past few years that happened globally. So uh, we've got uh, some special circumstances that the we've we're gonna use some tools. We're gonna use some practices or procedures, like the government. Uh, I mean, by you, the government uh, uh, does something that. Uh, introduces new things and uh, makes people accept them and if this stays on it's gonna be um, well well it's 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 not gonna be very good for uh, your your uh, your freedom side of things and it's gonna stay so let, let's take this this example I've, I've heard a few weeks ago on, on a podcast they, they were talking about barbed wire so it was like this is something for the trenches in the World War One, I, I guess. So th- this was not anything. So th- th- there was nothing similar to barbed wire 
in the course of history. So, and they made it for the trenches, but now nowadays you see it on a lot of buildings that need security, that needs, uh, actually they say they need security or surveillance or anything. And uh, we see it a lot on it everywhere, actually. There's there's a lot of uh, barbed wire in a lot of uh, places. So how did this come to be? Is there something from war, something d- d- designed to actually in- annihilate people? So used to be now used in societies and uh this is very similar to what what happens in 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 the digital domain and uh with the uh, freedom speech uh, like they and the surveillance tools and the uh tendency for people to accept them actually even if they're not accepting them uh what happens is that uh like there comes some special circumstances or some very uncertain times that okay people just let's just accept that we're gonna do this inhumane things temporarily but 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 it it catches on it stays on you cannot take the power outside of the wielder wielder of that power the the uh, the thing that Nico said with the I think it was about Canada and their I don't know, registering podcasts and platforms and stuff like that. So actually we had this here in Iran too. And it was like, uh, it's not actually about podcasts. Every person who wants to use some local app, uh, local, I mean, something, uh, a home-brewed app, a social media or a messenger or anything like that. Uh, they it, it, it was a time that they suggest, I don't know if they do it or not because uh, nobody actually uses those apps, but uh, they they actually wanted people to register register their I don't know ID card numbers and do some kind of KYC to just use a use a user name on a social media app. So, uh, so it, it is it was very silly here when we've heard about it. I, I can't uh, imagine how the Canadians feel about. Something like that being introduced in their, I don't know, law or anything. So this is this, yeah, it's, very, it's... very interesting stuff happening. And if we consider them, uh, not always uh, with regard to this, what do you call them? These uncertain circumstances and I don't know, special situations that they want to introduce these new things that uh, limit our freedom of speech. Uh, if if they're not happening like that, so uh, that means somehow we're somewhat like giving up are we giving up that they take it easy on doing doing it like this i don't know what opti says is like very very important here i mean he says that uh, i don't know encrypted messaging uh, use anything that helps your privacy you're gonna need it in the future it's better to learn now <laughs> you're gonna need it a hundred percent. I completely agree with with uh, with your statements, man. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's very scary that, you know, this is happening in Canada the way it is. And there's some awesome, you know, Bitcoiners in Canada and they have some awesome Bitcoin podcast, you know, and the government wants to get involved. You know, how long until and remind you, by the way, all, these are the same governments that are saying, trust us with central bank digital currencies. If they can't even trust you with speech. What makes you think they're going to trust you with money, 
right? Like it, it is it is ludicrous, right? This is why Bitcoin is important. This is why the internet is important. This is why running your own node is important. Um, the start nine is awesome. It's like it's like a personal server at home. Like you could have all these apps and do you know peer to peer messaging. Like it's badass. Um, you know th this is why uh, you know taking back your sovereignty using the internet, using the tools that the internet enables you to use um, is so important in maintaining your freedoms, uh, regardless of where you are in the world. So the fight for free speech is the front line for the battle uh, for, for the fight for Bitcoin. If we lose the fight for free speech, we will lose the fight for Bitcoin. Because, <laughs> yeah, you could use money that we can't censor control. Yeah, you could use that, but you can't have certain thoughts. Like, you know, thinking that is just, you know, is absolutely absurd. So this is why we talk about this. We always talk about this uh, crazy, crazy moment in time. But anyways, guys, before we move on to the culture, to talk to Zia, I want to give out, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Kaboom Racks. <laughs> The news is brought to you by Kaboom Racks. Looking for the best place to buy Bitcoin miners? Well, look no more. Your answer is Kaboom Racks. Get the top deals, the best prices, repair and hosting services all in the one place. Get started through our link down below in the video description and start launching your mining journey with Kaboom Racks today. So scan the QR code on your screen. It'll take you directly to the Kaboom Racks marketplace and you're going to find the best and the latest and the greatest Bitcoin ASICs. And also the guys over there will be happy to answer any questions you might have about your ASIC. Anyways, guys, let's get to the culture. We got a lot to talk about today. Let's check it out. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right. I am excited for this one, guys. So uh, Zia kind of gave you a TLDR on who he is in the beginning of the show. And personally, I am honored to have you on the show. I've, I've told you this behind the scenes as well. Um, I, guys, if you don't know Zia's story, he's literally a freedom fighter in the flesh. You you came across my radar, I think it was a year ago when you got arrested uh, for literally being a freedom fighter, for speaking truth to power. So absolute kudos to you. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We want to talk about how and you touched on it earlier uh how bitcoin is being perceived right now in iran and and what you see on the ground right now so what's the opinion of people over there uh in regards to bitcoin and what what's your takes on this yeah so uh th this is what actually this is the main thing that people want to know about iran w with regard to bitcoin so it's, it's how how does it happened there so how, how is it going on with bitcoin here it's like it, it, there's a lot of parts and there's a lot of aspects to this thing so uh, to talk about this topic but uh, the main thing is that uh it, it you you have been you had a glimpse of what happens in places like uh iran i guess not only iran maybe cuba Salvador maybe also is a bit different because of the legal tender thing and stuff. So you you could 
you could imagine what uh, what happens uh, in your own communities but more but bigger but in in more rapid numbers but with more uh actually people uh, grasping the uh what do you call it like the advantage of having such a thing as bitcoin in the world so you could you, you could just look at your own community and if this quicker like 10 times what would happen this is what's happening in iran and i guess in other countries uh which are undergoing similar situations like the inflation situation in iran so uh the 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 one of the main things that ha- that we could start this talking about this thing is that the inflation situation so it's like it's crazy it's 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 crazy so i i don't have for for the lack of the better word we just just call it crazy because it's like you could just buy this phone or something uh, for let's say uh, a, a month's work uh of uh, a salary of a month's work for your your income and in few months not even years it may take you like six months of income to just buy the phone so this this could just happen in a very short period of time and it's like killing people it's crushing them so it's very very difficult for people to just uh, overcome the situation here with the inflation stage situation so it's and the inflation situation is due to a lot of stuff that you may have seen or read on the news about Iran so there's a lot of stuff going on which we will not be going into it's it's a lot of uh, there's a lot of details and there's a lot of uh, but the inflation have made the lives of people very difficult here and and people want to grab hold of anything that could help them fight the inflation that could ease the impact inflation on them so whatever if if they could if they have enough money to buy a car they're gonna buy a car a car is not a tool here it's not a it's not actually a vehicle so it's it's most like an investment it's something which is very uh liquid you could just uh it's it's very it's very easy to buy and sell a car here so a lot of people see it as an investment, something to put their money into and expect not to lose value. Uh, but we know actually cars are not meant to do that, but it's very odd. It happened. It, it is like this here in Iran. So a lot of people just tag their money in cars. <laughs> and uh, the, there's people who buy land, uh, gold, USD actually cash USD cash they hold it here and this is the tendency the general tendency of people to how to on how to deal with their money and uh, there's a number of people and it's not a small number actually so we're going to talk about this later on so we could just discuss it uh, so how does this number look actually but there's a lot of people who so due to the accessibility of uh let's use the word digital assets or cryptocurrency right now because 
they see it like this. They don't think about Bitcoin. Maybe maybe they don't think about Bitcoin in the first step, but they see this thing that is called cryptocurrency in the like I don't know any anywhere on social media on Instagram on any anywhere, even maybe in, on the news or on some newspapers. Um, they see this cryptocurrency thing and see. Uh, so how is it that a lot of people around me talk about it? And uh, they see that it's very easy to buy them and they are very accessible and they are another asset that you could buy and get rid of the local currency. So this is the, what do you call it? The, what was it? It was Theorism, Grisham's Law. I don't remember the name. So that is like the, the bad money is in very uh, rapid circulation and uh, people just want to get rid of uh, get rid of it and uh, uh, they just go and buy anything that may uh, actually excel in keeping their own uh, their value and uh, this this goes on to the this this cryptocurrency uh, space thing that actually is led by bitcoin is actually have been introduced by bitcoin even in iran everywhere and uh, little by little, people uh, figure out that they could day trade it or do some trading and shit like that. And they, they just harm their own. So they, they make their own situation even worse. Some, some of them do that because there's no, because they have this, they have been putting up with all of this difficult time uh, and with the, all of this uh, actually, uh, this 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 difficult situation of dealing the keeping the value of their money, and they have been growing. There's been a growing trend of poverty and increasing uh, trend that more and more people are becoming poorer and poorer every day here, and uh, they just want to somehow get rich quick and anyone or anything that promises this to, to them it may become uh, it may be very attractive to them so they may be attracted to this get rich quick scheme that uh, the, the cryptocurrency uh, actually uh, promises to them but they soon find out that this doesn't happen and we see and now we get to bitcoin we see an ever increasing uh, bitcoin aware uh, and inflation aware and uh, more uh, actually financially grown up people who uh, are accepting Bitcoin and uh, as a very, very good asset to be um, holding their, their wealth into. And uh, th this trend is happening. And this is the only thing that I, I guess is shows uh, that that is very important actually to talk about to see how the people under very severe inflation stricken uh, situations and uh, economies may uh, go undergo uh, a, a bit a tough a tough process not a very easy just to just uh, try to come to their own senses and uh, remember that uh, there's no such thing as getting rich quick with these uh, promises of, I don't know, shit coins and stuff like that. 
and uh, and actually anything. So there's a there's a very big trend of like scams. Not even not not only crypto scams. Anything scams here in Iran uh, that that is actually dependent on how people uh, see the the financial their financial sta- status and their financial situation they see that they are getting poorer and they want just just get out of the situation and uh, they are very greedy in that uh, regard and uh, it depend the, the the scammers depend on that and the, there's tons of people getting scammed every day in in any way you could uh, imagine and uh, cryptos are another one of these scams so and uh people but but just people when when they uh encounter this thing they they get wiser and they they know that this this does not happen uh that fast and it it is not a very easy uh, solution even bitcoin may not be a very good and easy solution it's a bit of a tough one for most people who are not very well uh, uh, familiar with it but we're getting there We're, we're teaching people we're trying to uh, let people know how to use it, how to store it, and what are the things that make it important. So, well, yeah, this trend is very, very promising. I like it. So I didn't like this thing. And what I saw in Iran, like, uh, let's say, two or three years ago, because there was a there was a lot of, a lot of, actually, interest in shit coins and cryptos and scams and all of that. Uh, and I was like maybe getting get, starting to lose hope a bit but uh, i saw that okay people are now coming to their senses because they're understanding but we've seen i i only i even see very very uh trendy and tiktok style influencers in iran who are talking about bitcoin in a very in very correct way and i'm like, really like, surprised so how is it that this guy or this girl on TikTok who doesn't know anything actually about Bitcoin is saying the correct words about Bitcoin? It's like they have undergone an experience. They have actually felt it, experienced it, and saw what it means to uh, the, the, uh, the separation between Bitcoin and altcoins here. And uh, so... This 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 was the general thing about like the growing trend of a lot of people crypto, but a number of them, which is increasingly uh, going up, understanding Bitcoin and uh, yeah, being attracted by it. Wow, Zia. Well, love to hear it. And and first and foremost, I do have one last question. I saw it in the chat. Uh, you covered most of them. It was. Uh, I just have kind of a comment like this is why shitcoins are so nefarious in the first place is like for the people that really need Bitcoin, they get caught up in the crypto scams and then, you know, they lose their life savings. Like that's the whole point of Bitcoin is to have this safety net to opt out of inflation. And then the second point is what we talk about here all the time on the show. And and we love bringing on these these real life examples of people in countries with crazy inflation rates. I was looking it up while you were talking. You guys had what 50% inflation last year. I think you guys are at like 39 currently. Like it's absolutely insane, but it just goes to show that once people do feel that pain, 
They will look for alternatives. They will look for hard assets. And, you know, they will jump eventually into Bitcoin. Obviously, it's kind of like that moving of the Overton window where they got to, you know, get exposed to the whole Bitcoin narrative in general. And then the last question is we had a question in here um, about the on-ramps, the often on-ramps in Iran. So maybe touch on that real quick and then and then we'll uh, move into the meme review. So what's it like to get Bitcoin in Iran right now? Is it, you said it's kind of difficult. Uh, is there businesses, you know, it seems like people are exposed to the Bitcoin signal, but we're wondering how easy is it to transact in Bitcoin there? That's a very, very good question because actually I just hinted on it. So I said a big number, so the thing is that there was this guy from one of these like cryptocurrency exchanges locally here in Iran. They just look like just other cryptocurrency exchanges. They are what they call them trading platforms, something like that. So people just go there on these exchanges and buy Bitcoin and stuff. So the, there was this guy, this, I don't know, he was the owner of the business or the CEO or anything. Uh, he said that uh, based on their estimations, uh, there may be or there is actually something about like 10 million users with cryptocurrency. So they say cryptocurrency users, 10 million cryptocurrency users. This is like a country with 80 plus million population. So just look at the number. So <laughs> that's number very big. So uh, and uh, I've seen that number may not be that far off from truth because i've seen a lot of exchanges uh, that say uh i've seen i've seen the reports i have some of the reports actually here i've been reading the reports and they say like we've got two or three million users active in our website so it's like there's many websites and this is one of the websites that says we've got two to three million users so that's that's a very big number actually for for so that's that's uh, about like 10 percent of the population of the whole country and um i i i just explained that these this population is actually looking for an asset to save their money into mostly rather than trade it the trading part may be a confusion for them or it may take them the time to get rid of that uh, behavior, but uh, it's like the, the main concern is saving because their main concern and everybody's main concern is actually saving here in Iran, saving their wealth. So that's a very big number. And this number is mostly from what do they call exchanges or crypto trading platforms or something like that. There's like hundreds of them. And tens, maybe 10, 10 or maybe 21 of them are very famous ones and a lot of people use them. And these are the main method of acquiring Bitcoin. Uh, and uh, they are, these are the uh, ramps, the on-ramps for the people here in Iran, most of the people. So it's not like everyone uses them. So there's uh, a, a, there, there are mining activities uh, being done in Iran, and there's uh, also OTC style uh, traders who uh, uh, who you just you could just ping them on Telegram and uh, or in some Telegram groups and 
places like that and uh, just buy Bitcoin from them. So the on-ramp experience, but the on-ramp experience for most of the Iranian people is like you go to this cryptocurrency exchange. So let's say it's a website just like, I don't know, Swan or I don't know, Coinbase or any other website you've seen already. And you go there, you do a KYC, and this is very bad, actually. And with uh, knowing that what happens here on and, and how the the situation is uh, with regard to freedom of speech and uh, human rights and all that is a bit uh, not on the good side, uh, giving you out your KYC is not that good of a thing so in, in such situations it's not it's not of a good good of a thing anywhere in the world but it's maybe uh, worse here and uh, doing kyc and then they could just it, it's actually after doing the kyc it's very very easy so you just uh just top up your balance using something like uh, i don't know what you call them wire transfer i guess i guess in in the u.s or other places so something like wire transfer or uh, something like an online shopping payment gateway you just top up your account and after that you could you just you could just buy bitcoin i don't know tether or anything and uh people uh do uh do that all the time so uh, it's very easy it's very very easy to buy it but there's there's being there's there's a very a lot of kyc stuff and surveillance stuff happening which are not alarming for now but i guess they will be alarming in the future so you know we could just expect that uh these kyc data won't be so we have a lot of actual kyc uh, data leaks in iran happening all the time due to this uh low security standards with digital uh with the digital realm actually so just banks and everywhere so uh, if this this thing is if what happens in iran this this data leaks happens what happens in iran happens in the u.s there would be like tons of uh what it calls to court uh, complaints and all of that happening all the time in, in the u.s so this is happening all the time so that's they may not be a wise uh move to give you uh, give out your kyc data with regard to your bitcoin and bitcoin stack and all of that so yeah absolutely absolutely um all right opti well love to hear it before we move on nico i know we got to get to the memes but z i'd love to hear it it's uh it's always awesome to get people on the ground on the boots talking about bitcoin from everywhere around the world and everyone in the chat's just like re reminded that bitcoin is a global phenomenon and this is a situation for everyone around the world this is not just a first world problem this is literally an everyone problem in every corner of the world right now anyways nico let's get to the memes Let's hit the memes. Let's do this. Here we go. Meme review. The Daily Meme Review. All right, guys. You already know the deal. This is the meme. <laughs> 
my <laughs> this god. This is the meme review where you tag us in memes on Twitter at Simply Bitcoin TV or my personal account at Optimus Fields. Or 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 uh, Nico, you don't ever let me get to it. Or drop them in our <laughs> Telegram group, t.me slash simply bitcoin TV. We have a lively telegram group. Shouts out to the Darth Mod, Darth Coin hanging out in there and everyone else, the regulars and stuff, really, really an awesome, awesome community we've created on Telegram. And drop them in there, guys. I check out every morning, but you guys are just dropping the memes and not the tweets. I need to give you guys credit. Anyways, you guys already know the deal. Tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. We are in an information war. And as you can tell from today's guests, the world still doesn't know. And even the news story, the world still doesn't know that Bitcoin is the solution. An inflation problem, the fiat problem is everyone's problem. Protect yourself and your loved ones today by saving in Bitcoin. Anyways, make sure you get the memes out there. Ridicule the corporate press. Get the calls of action so the normies and the newbies understand why we do what we do. And then, of course, make some funny so your friends and family's heads stay in the game. Anyways... We told you guys yesterday, or actually not yesterday, Friday, that I had a dream about Chrissy Lagarde being a praying mantis and Klaus Schwab being a locust. And to send us some Chrissy Lagarde praying mantis memes, well, I got a few here. First one is by at the Gray Cross. And he goes, I got you guys. Bitcoin Twitter, I present to you praying mantis Lagarde. And we got these AI generations of Christine Lagarde as a praying mantis. Actually, a whole bunch of them. Some of these probably not PG-13, but hey, uh, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Next one, we got another one. This is by Block chain minimalist aka at i underscore d underscore w underscore and we got chrissy lagarde as a praying mantis battling i don't even know what that is that that's you yeah i am i don't what is this an ant locust <laughs> thing i don't even know anyways anyways all right this next one uh nico i'm pretty sure this is pg-13 ish i was tagged tagged by world of rusty shouts out to i guess it's bitcoin baddie but this was posted by btc tams uh and we got a pretty blonde lady here with a low bust and it goes me and my bitcoin and it's got everyone around just scammers and hackers and whales and governments they all want your bitcoin guys protect yourself I don't know if that one that should be actually these are maybe all off the spectrum here. We got Mitchell Hot on it goes October off to a good start. <laughs> we got a Pepe the Frog here with a green candle. October, guys. We are in October. And then on that note, we got other Barry, aka at other Barry BTC. And he goes, Bitcoin is pumping. And it goes plus three percent. We got an ant here, and he goes, Nice. What is this pump? A pump for ants? What is going on here? No, nah, it feels good, guys. I don't even know where the price is right now. I think we're still above 28k anyways the next one is the bitcoin therapist shouts out to the therapist he goes this is how we win hashtag btc and actually this one's pretty fitting considering what our guest was talking about in the culture and what we've been talking about in the news and the numbers shifting the overton window etc etc this is how we win first there is governmental overreach second you question the money third you start to study bitcoin fourth you adopt the superior money which is bitcoin and then fifth you continue to educate others and this just repeats the cycle will just continuously repeat until we get all of the 8 billion people on planet Earth to hold some Bitcoin. And this last one is by McShane. And I'm not going to go through this whole chart, but McShane writes, goes, the Bitcoin history of supply shocktober. And we have Bitcoin BTC historical monthly returns. And since we are all going to meme October, you know, right here at the very bottom, we got uh, 
October mean returns, mean ratios, 22.99%. Uh, periods, eight out of 10 periods. I think that's what it's saying. And then the percentage of plus periods is 80% October. Let's go. October commences, as my boy Nick Can't Mind just said. Every day of October has been green. October is commencing very strong. Let's just hope we... uh. Don't see another dip. Or maybe you want another dip. Maybe you haven't got to your stacking goals yet. But anyway, drop your meme review score on the other side of Nico over there, and we will cover them live. My meme review score for today is some balloon bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. Can it pop? Yum, yum. Bubble so wrap. Good. Bubble wrap from uh, my new microphone coming in here. All right. Anyways, Nico, what is your meme review score for today? Uh, a leveler. A leveler. Leveler. It has and it has all these different. Can't levels. even get a level though. Look at you. <laughs> all right, Zia. Meme review score for today, good sir. What? Sorry. <laughs> you got a what? Wait, hold on. Do I have a what in here? Oh no, no I don't have a yellow what. A meme review score. What? What? What do you think about the memes? Oh yeah. So I don't know. I I I don't follow. A lot of memes, but I I, I, I like the, the the Lagarde one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what? It's a great score. All right. Solid we got score. A, we got a solid yellow. Score. Yeah, solid one. Definitely <laughs> a solid one. All right. All right, everybody. Before we get to the meme scores, guys, check out our Simply Bitcoin merch. Support the show. Support us. Help us stay on the air. Buy our merch. Or wine will... We'll get you the hat soon. We will get you women sizes we'll get, soon. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah, no, we're we're coming out with actual simply Bitcoin. Sophie's taking yeah. care of it. Simply Bitcoin women merch, right? So it's gonna be awesome. But yeah, please support the show. Get yourself some simply Bitcoin merch, and you could scan the QR code, or you could check into the video description, and you could find it there. All right, um, Opti, is it time for the music? It is time for the music. Bitcoin for Canadians. I give the memes warm weather and a a cold Canadian beer. McLovin, this is my last meme score until I reach my short-term goal in Bitcoin. Opti says, when you're looking at those pics of praying mantis Lagarde and your waifu is giving you that jealous look. <laughs> Igor, I give the memes a slayed fake hero. Phil, uh, Philip Ruzzo, what? 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 Next one by Anton Loss. Score seed signer plus steel plate for backup. Get through the <laughs> Boy, game. Uh, this one seems PG, Nico. I don't know. Philip Ruzzo, meme, Opti eating the bugs, Lagod. <laughs> Phil, Phil C, I give the memes, she mates, and then she kills. Hey, yo! XX one Elon as an alien clone. <laughs> that means we're out of time, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Simply Bitcoin Live. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, this week's going to be a little bit hectic, uh, just because Opti and I are traveling to California 
uh, for Pacific Bitcoin this week. So we will try to make all of the shows, but we might miss one here and there uh, just because of the setting up and setting up backstage and all the equipment and all that stuff. Tomorrow's I'm 99.99% sure I'll be back tomorrow with Mike Cobart or Rustin. Um, so we should be able to do a show and then on Wednesday, if everything works out, we should be able to do a show and then Thursday, Friday, we should be able to do a show from the floor of Pacific Bitcoin. Stay tuned. Also, also Uh, spaces will probably be off all week until like the, the festival. I think we're streaming. Yeah. 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 We got some surprises in stock for spaces as well. So, uh, stay tuned, uh, for, for Monday, we're going to change some things around. It should be a lot of fun, but, uh, anyways, I want to thank our very special guest Zia. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, Bitcoin is a worldwide phenomenon and, uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights into, uh, the Bitcoin movement in Iran. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. But the number one thing you could do to push the peaceful Bitcoin revolution forward is share this content. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. Don't be exclusive. Be inclusive. Don't share shitcoin content. That's counterproductive. We love you all. I'll see you tomorrow from Los Angeles, California for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Peace out. 